Hey, there you are. I'm glad to see that you're back on the air with me and closing out 2022. And, you know, today is December 31st here in the States, but for all my friends and associates and uh, former co-workers on Guam, Wake Island, and in the Philippines, Japan, and all the areas in the western side of the Pacific over the international dateline, Happy New Year. I'm thinking about you guys. I'm hoping that uh, 2023 comes in with a bang and, you know, it just keeps going in a positive way. So, you know, a lot of things to think about as we close out this year. I hope as you're listening, you had some reflective moments where you and you had a good time, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, not just the holidays, but, you know, getting away from during the lockdown period, you know, getting back and transitioning into a new year. So as we think about the new year, let's think about what helped us get through 2022, right? Some of the music, some of the movies, things that influenced you, things that inspired you, things that got you going, you know, and some of the things that held us back. I mean, the price of everything has shot up, you know, what's the reason behind that? We got industry back in, we, you know, fuel prices just recently dropped down again. But, you know, I've seen so much where so many people have been adversely affected by, you know, all the things that they see in store. You used to be able to go, you know, to like Food City, Publix, any of the big chains and just stock up $200. Man, you had it made. You had great stuff that you could get, you know, for a low price. And then we've seen in the past months, just hot dogs. It used to be $2 a pack, $7. There's not less cattle. There's not less people working in, you know, the food industry. So why is everything costing us more? Is it the fuel prices? Or are they making up for the pandemic where people were locked down and couldn't do this? You know, what influenced that price change? People back to work, so they're going to say, fuck you guys. We're going to jack the price up because during the pandemic, we couldn't sell shit. You know, we were closed down. We need to make that revenue up. Where does it come from? I hate that. You know, I hate the thought that people are going to make money off of us just because, well, you're working again, so let me screw you one good time in 2022. Let's look a little bit into this, you know, because honestly, I don't even think I play an active role in my life anymore. Things just happen. I'm like, oh, is this what we're doing now? Okay, I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to do this because we have to eat. We have to commute. We have to get out there and do these things. So when we get into the show, let's think about 2023. What are we going to do to make it a better time for us? You know, what are we going to do that's going to influence us to have something more? You know, when I was starting the show this morning, I was actually really pissed off. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I just re-upped on my Narcan training. So Narcan is what we use for an opioid overdose. And it pisses me off to no fucking end that, you know, I've got clients of mine, great clients wanting to, you know, keep their employees safe. Uh, they have hired numerous veterans who have been prescribed opioids for a variety of things. And it, it's not simple things. You know, these are injuries they sustained in combat, uh, aches, pains, certain things that just won't go away for whatever reason. And they're dumping opioids and more opioids and more opioids and not into just veterans either. They're dumping it into school children. I mean, I hated that some of the people I had to take the class with, you know, were teachers or SROs, school resource officers, because it's like, well, this kid's been given this because of, you know, this type of injury, that. Why? Why? 
When I was in the military, you know what the big thing was? 800 milligrams of Motrin. And it worked for a lot of great things. But now, some of this outside influence is the drugs. And what pisses me off, and I'll explain this. To go through and administer Narcan, you have to go through training. You got to know what the signs and symptoms are, right? You don't want to give the wrong thing to an individual because you assume, you assume that they're going through an opioid thing. Just like with diabetics, you know, you have to look and see if they're responsive. You got to check their glucose. Um, sometimes their ketones get off. So people think they're drunk and the way that they act. So you go through this training. Why is it? Why is it that you can go take this class, go to any pharmacy without prescription and get Narcan, but the people that I know, the people I've known for years that have severe allergies can't even get EpiPens for under three, $400. But I can go into any pharmacy without prescription and from 40 to to $100 get Narcan to save somebody's life that's overdosing. Holy shit. What is wrong with our fucking country and the people that we're with that's like, okay, I'm going to give this guy or lady or whatever the fuck their pronoun is. Don't even get me started on that shit. I want to end this on a good positive note. Let's influence a good thing. And I'm going to administer this Narcan that's going to put them into an immediate withdrawal. And they're going to wake up violent, want more of the opioids, want more of what they had. And we're just going to keep doing this cycle over and over and over again but I can't get an EpiPen for someone that's going into anaphylaxis, right? They're, they're having a response to a bee sting or whatever, peanuts. Peanuts are a huge fucking issue. I am so enraged that it's acceptable. Oh, this guy's dropped on the street. Let's, let's hit him with the Narcan. But someone that's turning cyanotic, you can see that they're itching, they're swelled up, lost of breath. I can't pop an EpiPen into them. It is so sad that we can get online training through the, through most any state, walk into a pharmacy, get an Narcan, in case we walked out and little Bobby's rolling on the street because fentanyl. You know, it, it's a sad state of affairs. But let's not focus on the sad part. Let's focus on the positive part. We can't get in there because our medical system and the profession just got so many people hooked on this shit. Or, you know, veterans who have had major surgery, major issues, major things, were prescribed this so that their bodies could deal with the incredible pain or whatever the cause of them being prescribed this. It's great that we have this. But I don't want them to go through a year or a lifetime constantly having to worry, I hope somebody's got some Narcan around me in case I OD again. Or some school kid who's fucking around got a hold of something with fentanyl and they're ODing on the playground. We've got to change people. Let's look at 2023 and see what we're going to do. Coming up in January, Mike Moran down in Rutherford County uh, in North Carolina and I are going to get in to a discussion about the fentanyl issues in the small town. Now, I have numerous clients that I service in that area. I got the town of Forest City, you know, people that I work with there and some various businesses in and around the area. They got their new sheriff in place. And so Mike and I are going to discuss this. Mike is a retired uh, Navy veteran, and we're going to get into the fentanyl crisis. Because you got to think, if it's in the small towns and it's so prevalent, it's such an issue, imagine the bigger cities. 
we're missing it. We're, we're walking right by people. You know, we, we don't even know what's going on in their lives. So let's focus on positive. Let's focus on influencing and doing positive things to get the positive things going for 2023. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why the sinuses are giving me crap this morning. The last day of the year, you know, that's, that's something I've been dealing with, but not personally. My poor wife, Rhonda, for months now has had this sinus and congestion issue. She's going to have surgery coming up here. So think about that. Think about, you know, people that we're going to be supporting, backing, loving, and, and taking care of. Little things that's going on for, you know, these long periods of time, it's just beating them down. It is beating them down. You know, so with the difference in mindset, you know, that's where we get our influences. You know, somebody influenced people to do great things. Other people influenced others to take active violence. You know, during the lockdown, when we had COVID going around, like I said before, the two things that escalated, domestic violence and drug and alcohol abuse, because you had nothing to do, right? You didn't have to go to work the next day. You didn't have to worry about being called in. So people got lazy, started day drinking. It wasn't like they had the mindset, well, during this time off, I'm going to do this, but they had nothing to do. They had nothing to fucking do. They couldn't go out. They couldn't socialize except on social media. So more and more influence that see people in other areas doing things and piss them off. You know, just like people that went to South Carolina, the beaches were, you know, some of the biggest hotspots were and people fucking kept going there. And it's like, okay, this pandemic thing, whatever it was, whether it be COVID, the flu, the common cold, was shutting down South Carolina. People kept going there. Because they were influenced by the audiovisual, the sounds of the beach, people out there that were able to do these things. And they said, you know what, I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to take that risk. And it has, you know, flow through effects to other people, businesses, friends, relations. But let's get back to the influence at the home, right? During the pandemic, the one thing that really escalated was domestic violence. Because some people could get out. And then they came home and Billy Bob had been drinking and jerking off all day. Kids are a mess. House is a fucking mess. So that tension of them being the breadwinner and them having to put out led to domestic violence. And yes, ladies, we know that some of you had to whip some ass to get that mental attitude of that individual, you know, back in the line. Unfortunately, that led to retaliation. So we've seen domestic violence, workplace violence, all these things kick up because people under the influence of drugs and alcohol. So we need to work on, we need to think on, while you're listening to this, what have you seen at work? Have you seen more people getting pissed off, getting angry? You know, we've had mass lay, uh, layoffs during the pandemic. Now they can't get people to come back in. They can't pass the alcohol or drug test. So let's look at positive influences for 2023. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some of the most influential people that I've seen in areas like TikTok or Instagram. While it sounds, you know, silly to most people, I'm not a big internet person, but these people do positive things to lead other people into positive ways. And we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go away.
Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life, do what is best for you, or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. No matter where you are in the world, that rambling voice from Tennessee will cause traumatic ear damage and lower your IQ to a level that must be measured in the negative. It's too late to turn it off now. You're listening to Alan Wofford on Diary of a Bald Man. Hey, all you undefined pronouns, welcome back to The Shit Show. This is Alan Wolford. You're listening to the final episode of 2022 on Diary of a Bald Man. So let's talk about this. We talked about some influencers, right? So you know how it is where you have your phone laying around. You may get onto Facebook or some other social media platform. You've been having discussions. You get on, you start seeing things that you've been researching, curious about, and pages come up saying, hey, buy this, buy that. You go on to other platforms and say, hey, TikTok made me buy this, made me do this, made me do that. No, they influenced your hidden desires. You know, people talk about these things all the time. You have a small idea and you'd like to generate it into something real. Like it could be anything, makeup, clothing, music. You know, music can inspire us to get out and feel better. It can do a great many things. But Let's talk about actual influence. You know, a lot of the people in the safety community have asked me about virtual reality. And they think, well, Alan, virtual reality, you know, we could train them, we could do this and do it without harm. Why don't you think about this? Watch the movie Clockwork Orange. It's an old movie, but think about what they did with that criminal, giving him visual things, giving him cues, getting him to respond in either a positive or negative thing. You're not training them. No. You're, you're, you're influencing uh, to some degree, but you're programming them. That's exactly what you're doing. Before you think about virtual reality training, watch the movie Clockwork Orange, okay? The visual stimuli, maybe they're giving them some chemicals and with VR training, a lot of them say, hey, you know, give them this to drink, get their blood pumping. So it's almost as though they're doing the physical labor. But before you consider virtual reality training, watch the movie Clockwork Clockwork Orange. It's violent. It's grotesque. But before you go programming a person instead of influencing them to do better, that's something you need to see. 
So when we talk about influencers, it's not some big tittied heifer bouncing around or big titty guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to judge. Uh, bouncing around on a video. That's why I don't do videos. I want you to listen to what's being said and not let other cues try and sink you in to make it appealing or give it that little sexy side that so many people respond to, right? So when you talk about an actual influencer, we're talking about the amazing people like David Goggins. David Goggins was a TACP in the Air Force. Then he went into the Navy SEALs. After three failed attempts, he finally got, you know, through BUDS and through the SEAL qualification, went through Ranger School, runs marathons. He inspires people. You have to read his book, you know, just Google David Goggins. He's got numerous th platforms and books and things out there right now. Very inspiring. So he teaches people you know, that's been in really bad, really shitty situations and how to overcome things mentally, you know, and that's the thing. If you're inspiring, if you're going to educate, if you're going to inform, you have to get the cerebral cortex. You have to get everything involved. So just like previously, when I talked about, Hey, you know, I almost committed suicide when I was out in the middle of Pacific, it was that mental desire to get past that point. You know, I was frustrated. I, I was at wit's end, uh, Linda, my maternal mother had died. There were so many different things going on, but like with David and the things he inspires on, it's like, Hey, get out of this shit show. Take that next step. Take that next step. Take that next step. You know, there are so many people out there that are true influencers, people that truly inspire, get things done. You know, um, <laughs> there are some that are not like Navy SEALs, um, Rangers, things like that, because not everybody's in the military. Not everybody is in line with that. But, you know, they're like, okay, athletes that have overcome things. The movie Rudy, you know, where he went through Notre Dame and all this stuff. And then all of his friends started turning in their jerseys on the last game so he could get in and play. But, you know, we think about people that inspire us. Uh, what made them go? What what got them really to push through? Could be their belief, their outside influences. You know, things like that. You know, think about what it takes to get you to make that next step. You know, you feel like you're failing. Well, failure is just another building block. My son Cameron's taken Muay Thai. And one of the things he was showing me when he came up for Christmas was where he was getting calcium built up on his legs from having to kick a bag a hundred times. It's that desire, if I could get one more and build up. You know, think about Desmond Doss. If you're not familiar with Desmond Doss, Desmond Doss was a medic during World War II. And one of the things was he, he was a pacifist uh, because of his religion. So when he rescued all those men off the top of that mountain, in the movie it depicts him saying, Lord, let me just do one more. Let me just do one more. The fatigue, the physical exhaustion, everything he went through, it inspired him by himself and his beliefs through God, through his religion and everything, he could do one more time. Just like with my son Cameron. Hey, let me kick this one more time. Let me kick this one more time so I can get stronger. David Goggins, you know, three times got rolled back during BUDS training and SEAL training. But it was that desire to reach that plateau and not just stop at the plateau, but build on top of that. You know, you got to where you've got a self-influence. And same with me. I was fat, uh, I, diabetes, all this stuff, but I knew I had more. I just wanted to give up though. I was dragging, I was lagging. My influence was, 
I knew that I was supposed to do something better. Not like David Goggins. I, I am not taking anything away from that man. He is the fucking man. I would cuddle with him for hours just to, you know, see what it took for him to get past that. You got to read his books. You can't hurt me. But, you know, then let's think about people outside of that spectrum, like Desmond Doss or, you know, when you think about David Goggins. Think about people you see every day, other influencers. One of my favorites is on TikTok. His name is Ben Gottlieb. He's an army, uh, well, I would say he's a veteran, but he's in the service. But look up it's, I-T-S-B-E-N-G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B. And I'll spell that phonetically for all the veterans. Indigo, Tango, Sierra, Bravo, Echo, November, Golf, Oscar, Tango, Tango, Lima, India, Echo, Bravo. So now that way I'm covering everybody, both those with learning disabilities and with veteran disabilities. So one of the reasons I'm talking about this, you know, here in the past few years, we've lost so many people. This year, I've lost numerous, numerous friends, um, associates, people that I knew, I loved, uh, I worked with in different areas, whether it was in Hawaii, whether it was in Alaska, people I was in service with. Um, but I put out a post the other day because of... Some of the changes for this year, you know, got my first house. First time I ever purchased one, thanks to my wife and, you know, the VA and everybody helping me out with that uh, because I was scared. I didn't want to invest into something that when I die, who the hell's going to take it? You know, what's going to happen? Things like that. Got the very first Rottweiler puppy I ever wanted. My influences were to do these things, you know, I wanted to commit to something long-term because I'd always been a contractor or veteran or, you know, uh, military brat where I was going around all the time. I wanted to finally set roots, right? I wanted to grow. And you can't grow if you're constantly on the move because you can't bind to the soil that's going to, you know, fill your needs. But on the downside for this year, you know, I, I reflected on that because it made me realize and reflect on my own personal self, right? Because we die, we start dying the moment we're born. But when I look at it, you know, I lost, God, four friends that served within the Army. Lost nine friends in construction. Some of them I just met in Tennessee. Just met, you know, back in 2014, 2015. Two law enforcement friends that I went through post-training in Georgia, you know, and Mostly for the two law enforcement, it was age-related. Uh, one had a cardiac issue. The other had some other stuff I, I didn't get into with the family. And then three from my traveling contractor days. And the youngest of these was one of the construction guys. He's died at 32. And it was unfortunate. You know, the it was not a workplace-related accident. He fell asleep behind the wheel going home. And uh, good kid. And when I knew him, you know, he was in his mid-20s. And the oldest was Randy at 67. So when we think about how these people affect our lives, that's a form of influence too, right? Because it makes us look back. Have I done everything I can for my family, for myself, for my friends? You know, you can't always put yourself out there. You got to take care of yourself first. You're no good to nobody if you don't do that. But, you know, in this coming year, think about 2023, how are we going to influence ourselves? You know, let's let's start those small habits each morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna start documenting that and seeing if I can make the changes that I really want to do. I've lost all the weight I wanted to. Remember, I was 330 pounds just a few years ago. So I did the keto. I did the um, fasting, the intermittent fasting. I've changed my lifestyle. 
Do I see improvements in that? Hell yeah. I'm not as fatigued, back pain, stuff like that. So you and I, when we talk about influences, let's see about something we've recently done, you know, and how that works. One thing that we're going to see in 2023 is I had an insurance risk manager reach out to me because of a post I put on LinkedIn. Now, if you don't follow me on LinkedIn, that's fine. Basically, what had happened is a few weeks ago, a former student of mine did a live AWP, that's Aerial Work Platform, rescue on a job site in Atlanta. What had happened is the individual worker, for whatever reason, either you know was climbing the rail, was doing a controlled transfer, fell with his harness on a strap and was hanging outside the basket. So what they immediately did because of the training that she received, training being for cricket, was to go out there and start manipulating the controls again down to another level. While she was doing that, Cricket ordered another individual who had been trained about orthostatic intolerance and fall shock, uh, which occurs when the person, so think of a parachutist. If he was to jump out of an aircraft, shoot didn't deploy, and he was hanging on his lines, the trauma to his groin, to his femoral artery, everything right there, all that pressure. Now, this is an individual hanging off the basket. I had posted this, uh, how proud I was about Cricket, everything she did to you know, get in there, do the rescue, complete the rescue. The individual survived. Yes, they had some issues. Uh, people looked at that and said, good job, Cricket. Well, in the picture that's on LinkedIn, and this was a few weeks ago, they see me hanging. I'm in a harness. I'm suspended outside the basket. This training was done in 2017, just before ANSI came out with the new standard about people on the ground being trained for rescue, uh, you know, being prepared to help those that fell out baskets because it happens. It happens quite a bit. And people were mad. It's like, why didn't you use a dummy? Why didn't you use this? And when I was responding, one of the risk managers himself said, why did you do that? And my answer was this, to influence better training, I had to hang off the basket. I did. You know, again, this was one month ago I put this. And Josephine Cricket <coughs> is in the picture right below me. And people are mad because they see me smiling. They're not looking at that face, looking at my face and thinking that was the actual guy that dropped. They're like, oh, his thing didn't deploy, his shock pack, blah, blah, blah. This was a controlled setting. The reason we used myself, the reason I told the risk manager and the others this, when we hung the Rescue Randy doll off, the people were joking around, lowering him. They were bouncing him around. And I said, as you're bringing him to the ground, because, you know, part of that orthostatic intolerance training is that the person becomes nauseated. I said, their body is below that basket. So with you bouncing, you could have broke his back. You, cut, you could have got his face and neck and arms caught into the jib because you're trying to manipulate it around a building. So I hung myself off. We went up you know, over 60 feet, I said, lower me down. They were careful. They were looking at the face and the body placement, you know, because where we use the doll, that did not influence them to do good things. They thought it's a toy. I can't hurt it. I'm just going to go quickly and get them down. Where I hung off that basket, everybody, everybody was influenced to do the right thing. I said, put your face on my body. Now, would you want them bouncing you around? Do you want them to approach you from the front? Do you want them to approach you from the back? Do you want somebody, as soon as you get within, you know, arm's reach of the ground, you want them turning your body away so your body doesn't get trapped under the basket, your face doesn't slam into the jib, 
you want them standing behind you. So if you throw up, you're not throwing up on top of their faces and then they stop assisting you because they're trying to clear up. That's realistic. That's influencing. So what had happened? This guy's reading. And I can't, I can't remember how many total people you'd have to go look at it. It had over 14,000 views. I probably got maybe 40, 50 messages about, do I have that training program available? Can I do this? And I explained to him, you have to do it per site. You have to train the individuals there. Over, you know, 150, 60, I don't remember. You'd have to look on it. Uh, people thought, hey, good job, Cricket. Josephine Alvarez is her actual name. We called her Cricket because she's bouncing all over the damn place. But again, you know, this occurred back in 2018. And people thought, well, that was brave of you, Alan, to do this. Well, it wasn't brave. I was inspired by, you know, Jeff Stankovich, uh, Eric Gislason, uh, so many other trainers who said, if you're going to inspire and you're going to teach people to do great and amazing things, put yourself into it. You know, put personal experiences. That way you have something that's relatable. So think about this now. If you're going to inspire in 2023, what can you say you have done that people can see that's tangible, that's something that they can hold on to? Not VR, not clockwork orange, but something that's real and alive and say that will do great things. Because 2018 is when I taught cricket and all those others, right? This was years later. They remembered the training because personal influence. They, I was hung in that. They knew me. They respected me because as I was coming down, I'd say, okay, you want to turn my body away from this? I hung limp. You know, you can go on to uh, LinkedIn, look, look at, you know, Alan Wolford, scroll through. You'll see that picture. You'll see the responses people had. Some were so angry because of the fact that they said, that's not your way you train. That's the way I train because I'm an influencer. I influenced them to do good things because when I saw how people were bouncing and playing with the toys, that would not teach them anything. Somebody would die or they would get hurt worse. And some people were so inspired. I think there was like five or six people that reposted it and said, hey, you know, why did he do this? Why did he do that? It's like, who else has ever trained where they put themselves in harm's way? So nobody would ever have to worry about could or could they not rescue somebody in that position. You know, it's crazy. It doesn't have to be safety. You could be teaching your guys working in road construction. Hey, where your high vis as you're walking to your vehicle, to your door, keep your eyes on the incoming traffic. Know where you are in relation to that oncoming missile. If you're in sales, you see somebody having a bad day, getting frustrated. Go up to them and say, hey, let's get your mind off sales. Let's get your mind into something else because... You know, like I've told you in numerous podcasts, people will reflect what they see in the mirror. If I look angry and I'm looking at you, you're going to get angry. You're going to get defensive and protective. If you come in and you, if you're a true inspiration, you're going to let them know that you're a complete shit show, but that the way you got past it was to do this, to reset your mind. Influencing is nothing more than mind control. Control your own mind. Nobody else could control it. Influencers outside of what you actually need, want, desire, can't push you into going to something else because they see that you have a weakness for boobs sticking out or, you know, this is the best carving knife for a steak. Fuck that. I can go get any kind of knife, sharpen it on the bottom of a coffee cup and cut through a damn steak. But it's the fact that you'd have good, better, or best. You don't have to have that. Have stuff that makes you happy 
because when you die, you can't take it with you. And you start dying the minute you were born. So think about this. If you just go tomorrow, did you waste time, opportunity, money on something that's not going to get you through this new and amazing year? Don't say new year, new me. Fuck that. New year, better you. Don't change who you are. Don't try to impress. Go out there, live your life. And if it inspires others, you've done amazing things. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everybody that sent the emails to diaryofbaldman1968 at gmail.com. Some of those are funny. We're going to start reading those again. But as we're going into the new year, you're going to hear all these amazing new things. We're going to be doing ensuring safety. We've got some great and amazing interviews with people that are out there saving lives daily in their trade. And so God bless and keep them too. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for signing up for the episodes. Get the fuck out of here and have a great new year. We'll see you soon. You have been listening to Diary of a Bald Man. Alan Wofford has left the building.